us not to be caught trying to buy oil. Help us to be prepared and ready to run with patience, fear, and trembling. My God, my God. Lord, we look to you. We look to you, dear Jesus. You are the author. You, my God, are the finisher of our faith. Father, continue to mold us, make us, fashion us, O oh God, in your own image. Oh God, we thank you. We pray, dear God, for this earth, all the nations of the earth. We pray for Israel, my God. We pray for these United States. We pray for the islands of the sea. We pray for Jamaica and Trinidad and England and all the Isles, my God. We pray for the continent and Africa. We pray for Europe. We pray for Asia. We pray for North and South America. Lord, you told us to go into all the world. And we see where, where we have been told that a plague is on the whole earth, in all the world. Father, let your word and your apostles and your ministers of God, as they go into all the world, all the plagues and the things, Lord, that you would have removed according to your will be so done. Father, let not our will, but thy will be done. Have your way, O God. Have your way in all we do. Remember the leaders of this earth, my God kings and presidents and prime ministers we pray for them lord that we may lead a quiet and a peaceable life lord we pray special for your people that we do that which is good that which is right that which is pleasing in your sight help us to obey authorities my god teach us lord yes lord for they bear it not the sword in vain my God, we thank you. Remember the first responders this morning. Remember those who risk their lives for the lives of others. Father, we give you thanks. Instill wisdom in the leaders, Lord, that they'll make right decisions. Lord, help me and these that are gathered here today as we gather to study your word, to take your yoke upon us and to learn of you. Help us to continue to learn one from another. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. <coughs> Excuse me. Thank you, Lord. A pleasant good morning to you, you and you. For the brown here this morning, it's so good to be back. It's always good to be in the Word of God. See, because... His word we have hidden in his heart in our hearts that we might not sin against him. Thank and praise God for all of you that have joined us and the contribution you make, whether through prayer, through your presence, whatever form it takes, we give you thanks. We thank you. Thank you for your input into the program, your suggestions, your comments, your thoughts of edification we thank and praise God for you today is Thursday March 19th 
2020, and this is the Master of Arts New Testament Letters program. We're currently studying the Acts of the Apostles. Previously, we asked you to read, and last semester, we asked you to read Revelation and Jerusalem and the different things we asked you to do, and you did, and you are now edified. <laughs> I am edified by what we did in the past, because here we are undertaking a journey with the apostles. We see how Jesus Christ built his church, and we are undertaking a journey with the apostles through Asia Minor, and we are seeing a whole lot of wonderful things, some not so wonderful, but we are reliving, we are having the experiences of the apostles as they traveled through um, Asia Minor during the time of the Apostles, Peter, Paul, Matthew, James, John, and the rest of them. We are going through that journey with them. Um, Luke, our narrator, is taking us through. Amen. And we are having our understanding opened. Yes, we are having our understanding opened. And we are seeing and getting an in-depth understanding <coughs> of the church that Jesus built. The one and only church. There was just one church many members in diverse places but there's one church and the church is comprised of people God dwelleth not in temples made of hands we see buildings closing down all around us but the church is still open the church is still doing its function the gates of hell will not prevail against the church the foundation of God standeth sure having this seal the Lord knoweth them that are his let everyone that name the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Our topic today, the apostles assaulted in Lyconia. The apostles assaulted in Laconia. And when there was an assault made both of the Gentiles and also of the Jews with their rulers to use them, that is the apostles, despitefully and to stone them, they were aware of it and fled unto Lystra, Derby, cities of Laconia, and unto the region that lied round about, and there they preached a gospel. The mission of the apostles is to preach a gospel unto the nations, no matter the circumstances, no matter the situations, the conditions, no matter what men or women, natural occurrences, disaster may arise, our task is to tell men and women that Jesus Christ is Lord. Yes, Jesus Christ is Lord. The Messiah has come. In Acts chapter 14, verses 16 and 17, we read these words. Who in times past suffered all nations to walk in their own ways. Nevertheless, he left not himself without witness in that he did good and gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. So, we studied on last term and we saw where Matthew, Matthew spoke about the generation of Jesus Christ, how Jesus came unto his own and his own received him not. He told his disciples to go not in the way of the Gentiles nor into any city of the Samaritans they should not enter. But, God had allowed all the other nations except Israel to walk their own ways, do whatever they want, carry on. He had permitted that. 
in his permissive will. They had gone in their own ways, but he had a witness for himself. So when Jesus came, Matthew wrote about the generation to which Jesus came. Jesus said, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. So the words that Jesus brought and spake, the generation to which he came would not pass until those things were fulfilled. Mark, we read about John Mark on yesterday, how he had left the apostles and had gone back to Jerusalem. He wrote the epistle, the gospel of Mark and his focus was on the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The initial stages. The genesis of the gospel of Jesus Christ was written by Mark. And Mark said the gospel must first be published among all nations and then the end would come. And we see the gospel being published throughout the whole world. Even by means of the technology we have now, people who risk their lives to go to the various nations of the earth, we see the gospel being published among all nations. John, on the other hand, wrote that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John saw that view. He saw that view from heaven to earth. He saw the gospel, the word, the spoken word, the revealed word, the published word. John saw it and said, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. God was his word and his word was he. He was his word. And the word was made flesh. The utterances. The articulation. The speech of God was made flesh and dwell among us and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So John saw he who was from the beginning, he who said, let there be light and there was light, robed in flesh, demonstrating his glory. Being transfigured before their eyes, John saw it. And he saw the grace, the unmerited favor which he dispensed to the people. And he saw the truth bringing reality, bringing actuality, identifying the situation in its natural and spiritual form for what it really is. Not seeing men as trees, but seeing men as made in the image and likeness of God a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, that through death he may destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil. And John said, but these are written, his purpose for writing, that ye may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, the manifestation of God, God robed in flesh, God manifested in the flesh, and that believing ye might have life through his name. Luke came on the scene somewhat later than the rest, and instructions were being given to different disciples, and Theophilus was a disciple. Luke wrote unto him, saying, It seemed good to me also. 
Others were writing, telling the good news, the gospel, that God was made flesh and dwelt among us. And Luke said, it seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write unto thee in order, chronologically. Luke laid out for all of us the words, the deeds, the things that were spoken by Jesus and the apostles. Good morning, Minister Brown. Good morning. What a beautiful face. Thank you. You are welcome. So, Luke, he wrote in order the Theophilus. Why? That Theophilus might know the veracity, the certainty. Be absolutely sure of those things wherein thou hast been instructed. He gave him reassurance. He said, what you're studying, yes, it is so. He said he took the time to research, lay out, write out in a chronological order all the things that transpired that you might know the certainty of those things wherein thou hast been instructed. So we come to the apostles obeying the word of the Lord and going into all the world telling the different individuals that Jesus Christ is the Lord and the Lord is God and Jesus Christ Yes, Jesus of Nazareth is the Messiah. And here they came to Lyconia and they were assaulted. And when there was an assault made both of the Gentiles and also of the Jews with their rulers to use them despitefully and to stone them, they were aware of it. Knowledge of the pending assault came to them and they knew it and fled unto Lystra and Derby, other cities in Laconia and unto the region that lied round about they fled but you know what they did not just flee because of adversity they did not just flee because they were being assaulted there they preached the gospel when you find conditions that are not to your liking you have to continue doing that which you must do. And they preach a gospel wherever they went, no matter what occurred. The church is not the building. The church is the people. And the church moved from place to place and spread the good news that Jesus Christ is Lord. Moses was with the church in the wilderness, came out of Egypt. Forty years they spent in the desert. They were baptized unto him in the sea and under the cloud. And here it was, the disciples, the apostles, were going from place to place, also under adverse conditions, preaching the gospel. Our text this morning comes from Acts chapter 14. Let's jump right into it. And it came to pass in Iconium that they went both together into the synagogue of the Jews and so spake that a great multitude, both of the Jews and also of the Greeks, believed. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and made their minds evil, affected against the brethren. Long time, therefore, abode they speaking boldly in the Lord, which gave testimony unto the word of his grace, and granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. But the multitude of the city was divided, 
in part held with the Jews, in part with the apostles. We see here that the apostles came to came to Iconium, and they went, both of them, both Paul and Barnabas, into the synagogue of the Jews. They themselves were Israelites. Barnabas was a Levite. He was of a tribe of Levi. And Paul, a Benjamite of the tribe of Benjamin, the Jews. The Jews was that tribe, Judah, and from thence come the Jews. So they went into the synagogue of the Jews. You see, the rest of the tribes, the other ten tribes, except Judah and Benjamin, were scattered. They were dispersed, the diaspora. But now, Paul and Barnabas, the Levite and the Benjamite, came to the Jews. And they spake to them that a great multitude, both of the Jews and also of the Greeks, believed. They were not in Israel anymore. They were in the Grecian islands. They were in the Grecian lands. They were now out into the nations telling the word of God. So Jews were there, as we see there are Jews in America, England, England, Canada, Argentina, Brazil, and every nation of the earth you might think of because the Jews originally were God's nation of kings and priests and God had scattered them abroad that they might tell of this one God and that they did. So they were now into the Greek cities and states and Paul and Barnabas spoke unto them. Some of the Jews were sold to the Grecians. Some of them, yes, they were sold into slavery to the Grecians. But you had the Hellenistic Jews, those of the Grecian background. You had the Roman Jews. You had Jews from various parts in the earth. And those were the men that had gone up to Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost, heard and saw the things that transpired and then went back to their own lands. So Paul and Barnabas went into the synagogue and both of them spake and the Jews and also the Greeks believed. But the unbelieving Jews, those Jews who did not accept the message, those who did not receive the message, stirred up the Gentiles. They became agitators and made the minds of the Gentiles evil affected against Paul and Barnabas. There are times when instigators, different ones, will get among the people and sow discord and, in effect, cause divisions and riots and such like. And this is what the unbelieving Jews did among the Gentiles. They made the minds evil of the Gentiles against the apostles, against the message. The word says, long time therefore abode they speaking boldly in the Lord. But the apostles stayed with it. People will have their minds affected against you. Evil thoughts, evil intentions. But you must stick with the task at hand. You must stick with what you have to do. You must concentrate, persevere, and overcome the opposition that you face you face. So long time they abode speaking boldly in the Lord. We are not to be afraid. We ought not to be withdrawn. We ought not to be 
holding back. We ought to speak boldly in the Lord to all those with whom we come in contact. We can't wait till the day when somebody tell us, now it's time to go out and now it's the time to go out and talk. No, it has to become a lifestyle, a daily lifestyle. It has to become your way of living. Everyone you encounter, you show yourself friendly and you tell them about the Lord because you are dead. All of us, we are dead and our life is hid with Christ in God. It's no longer I that liveth, but Christ that liveth in me. So the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the grace of God. So everywhere I go, I tell men and women about Jesus Christ, trying to demonstrate the love of Christ shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost to those whom I encounter. The unbelieving Jews turned up the Gentiles, made their minds evil, affected against the brethren. But the apostles stood there a long time, speaking boldly in the Lord, which gave testimony unto the word of his grace, and granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. God will back you. God have your back. He will grant that signs and wonders be done by you when you speak his word, when you partake in his ministry, when you be a participant in the sufferings of Jesus Christ. Signs and wonders will be done in the midst through Jesus Christ. But the multitude of the city was divided and part held with the Jews and part with the apostles. So we see a division here where those Jews, unbelieving Jews, stirred up the people, created a division, and part of the city held with the Jews and part with the apostles. Now, separation will take place. When God created, he created both good and evil. He created light and darkness. And some people have chosen to dwell in darkness because their deeds were evil. And some have chosen to walk in the light. Jesus is the light of the world. And light will always cause discomfort where there is darkness and every evil work. The multitude was divided. There is going to be division. You must understand that. That has been ordained testified and prophesied about in the word of God. So part of the city held with the Jews and part with the apostles. Now, what we find here, the Jews had received a natural, a natural testament written on tables of stone, granting them certain rights and privileges in the earth, certain benefits, certain prosperities in this earth earth and their focus was on that their eyes were darkened to the christ because he came in humility being found in fashion as a man he humbled himself and became obedient unto death even the death of the cross but the jews were given the blessings of this earth Yes, they were given the victories of this earth. But here comes Jesus Christ bringing the kingdom of heaven to the earth. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And the Jews had earthly expectations of the Messiah. But here it is Jesus brought the heavenly first. He was saying, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then all the other things of this earth will be added unto you. But they sought the things of this world. The prosperity, the economic 
prosperity of this world natural they were of a natural mindset and they divided the people but part held with them and part with the apostles so whenever you have opposing sides there will always be conflicts and when there was an assault made both of the Gentiles and also of the Jews with their rulers to use them despitefully and to stone them, they were aware of it and fled unto Lystra and Derby, cities of Lyconia, and unto the region that lied round about, and there they preached the gospel. So with opposing sides and the apostles, the church of Jesus Christ in the midst, a decision was made to assault the people. The apostles, rather. So an assault was made, both of the Gentiles and also of the Jews with their rulers, not just the common people. A lot of times we see occurrences, things happening in life, and we see it in the neighborhoods, in the nations, in the states, in the cities. But we must be aware that the rulers, the leaders, are aware of it. Sometimes and most times they are participants they are the underlying reasons for the disturbances, the things that we see happening in our midst, they have part and parcel in it. So when there was an assault made both of the Gentiles and also of the Jews with their rulers, my, 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 to use them despitefully and to stone them, they now wanted to stone the apostles. They became aware of it and fled unto Lystra and Derby, cities of Laconia. And unto the region that lied round about, and there they preached the gospel. And there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who had never walked. The same heard Paul speak, who, steadfastly beholding him, and perceiving that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand upright on thy feet, and he leaped and walked. So here it is God is showing signs and wonders in the nations, among the Gentiles, a man born crippled from his mother's womb who had never walked, saw Paul and hear him speaking, began to look upon him. And Paul looked at him and realized that he had faith, the realization that this man had a desire to be healed. Paul said to him with a love, stand upright on thy feet. And the man leaped and walked. God showing signs and wonders among the Gentiles, showing what he could do. And when the people saw what Paul had done, this work of healing took place through the apostles speaking to the man. But it's the spirit of God that was in him that called out, Lazarus, come forth. It was by the Spirit. It's not by might nor by power, but by Spirit. And Paul, speaking by the Spirit, said to him, Stand upright on thy feet, and he leaped and walked. And when the people saw what Paul had done, the words came through him, but it was the Spirit that did the work. They lifted up their voices, saying in the speech of Laconia, The gods are come down to us in the likeness of men. They changed their opinions. They wanted to stone them. They wanted to get rid of them. They wanted to drive them out of the city. But now after the Lord had showed a sign, wonders, these men changed their tune, saying the gods are come down to us in the likeness of men. There are some that worship many gods, but the Bible tells us here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. 
and they called Barnabas Jupiter. Jupiter was the name of one of their gods. And they called Paul Mercurius because he was the chief speaker. So they had different gods. Paul and Barnabas was presented unto them Jesus, but they had other gods. They had Jupiter and Mercurius. So they began to call Barnabas Jupiter and Paul Mercurius because he was the chief speaker. Then the priest of Jupiter, the priest of their false god, which was before the city, they had their great big cathedrals. The priests of Jupiter, they brought oxen and garlands unto the, you know, garlands when Christmas time come, you see how they put the garlands and oh, this is the origins of it. It's an instrument of sacrifice. You have to be careful what you engage in. The priests of Jupiter, which was before their city, brought oxen and garlands unto the gates and would have done sacrifice with the people. They would have sacrificed oxen unto Paul and Barnabas. Which when the apostles Paul and Barnabas heard, they rent their clothes and ran in among the people crying out and saying, Sirs, why do ye these things? Here it was they wanted to exalt. They wanted to worship the apostles, but the apostles would have none of it. They did not accept worship. They didn't have people running around, bowing down to them and carrying on and all that stuff that we see happening today. Walking up on the backs of men and women and acting like you are God and behaving. Uh-uh-uh. Not in God's church. That is the sorcery of men. The apostles Paul and Barnabas rent their clothes, ran in among the people crying out, saying, Sirs, why do we these things? Don't do it. We also are men of like passions with you. We are all brethren. Having the same desires, feelings, passions, the same as you do. And preach unto you that you should turn from these vanities unto the living God. Beloved, turn from the worship of leaders. Turn from leader worship. Be not a servant of men, but be the servants of God. Don't let leaders and men with fallen spirits have dominion over you, twist your mind, twist your body, tell you what to say, when to come, when to go, take over your lives. Sirs, why do we these things? We also are men of like passions with you. And preach unto you that you should turn from these vanities unto the living God, which made heaven and earth and the sea and all things that are there in everything that you see in this herd was made by God, who in times past suffered all nations to walk in their own ways. There was a time when he allowed every nation to go and do whatever they were doing. The word says, nevertheless, he left not himself without weakness in that he did good and gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. And with these sayings, scarce restrained they the people that they had not done sacrifice unto them. They were barely able to hold back the people from worshiping them as gods. We have a different kind of people in the churches today. We have people in the churches today who seek the worship of men. They seek to be exalted, fallen spirits. They claim to be angels of the church. You know, man was made a little lower than the angels. So they claiming to be angels of the church are saying to you that you are lower than they are. 
They're saying they have dominion over you. And the fallen angels took unto themselves wives and they begat sons and daughters. And those became the giants in the land. Those became the noblemen in the land. Those became the kings and queens in the nations. That's where Goliath and Og and all those came from. And their descendants still rule this earth. With these sayings, scarce restrained they the people that they had not done sacrifice unto them. And there came through the certain Jews from Antioch and Iconium who persuaded the people. And having stoned Paul, drew him out of the city, supposing he had been dead. There are certain individuals that will go about laying out your demise. They will go about laying traps for you, digging pits for you, and they persuaded the people. They didn't do it for, for they didn't do it themselves. There came certain Jews from Antioch and Iconium who persuaded the people. So they will have others do the dirty work for them, having a hidden agenda. Many times you see things happening. There are people who set it up and they sit back. Wait for it to happen that they can achieve their agenda. And these Jews from Antioch and Iconium persuaded the people. They stoned Paul, drew him out of the city, supposing he had been dead. They had crucified Jesus Christ because he brought the message of grace and salvation. And the apostles had now gone out into the world and was bringing the good news of liberty, freedom, the grace of God, letting men and women know that they were no longer held in bondage, whom the Son had set free was free indeed. And that was contrary to the message that the Jews had. It was contrary to the message. They wanted men and women to be still held in bondage, to be still separated. They did not want to see men and women as human beings. They wanted to see them as dogs, outcasts. They wanted separatism. But Jesus, God was having none of that. He told Peter, rise, Peter, kill and eat. What I have cleansed, call thou not unclean. And Peter had gone in and sat and ate in Cornelius' house with the Gentiles. The Lord was making of twain one new man. He had broken down the middle wall of partition. He had engrafted the natural branches, the Jews and natural branches, into the good olive tree. And now he was engrafting the wild olive tree into that good olive tree. Of twain, he was making one new man. So they drew Paul out of the city, supposing he had been dead. Howbeit, as his disciples stood round about him, he rose up. He got up. He arose and came into the city. And the next day he departed with Barnabas to Derby. God is not through with him yet. You will go through situations where people will leave you for dead, supposing you're dead. But God isn't through with you yet. You might be knocked out, knocked down, laying down, but God isn't through with you yet. You will arise. He came into the city and the next day he departed with Barnabas to Derby. And when they had preached the gospel to that city, everywhere they went, they preached the gospel. They didn't wait till Sunday. They didn't wait until they know people had collected their paychecks before they preached the gospel. Everywhere they went. This message goes with you. You are the message.
You are the light. And when they had preached the gospel to that city and had taught many, they returned again to Lystra and to Iconium and to Antioch. So this gospel was being preached to all nations. They were preaching to the people in Lystra, Iconium, Antioch. They were confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith. Don't go back. You came out of darkness. You came into the light. Don't go back. Listen to this. It's important. They were confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith. Listen to this. And that we must through much tribulation. One more time. And that we, we the church in the apostles' doctrine, that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. So some came and sowed a false doctrine among the brethren of the church that you're not going to go through tribulation. Lying, deceiving, with cunning, crafty words, saying God made an exception for you. But that is a lie. It's a lie from the father of lies. And the ministers of Satan perpetuate that lie, saying you're not going to go through tribulation. But the word says, Acts chapter 14, verse 22, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith. You may be stoned. You may be assaulted, persecuted, left for dead. But you will arise. And you must continue in the faith, knowing that we must, through much tribulation, what is happening around us, the discomfort, uncomfortable circumstances, we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. And when they had ordained the elders in every church, and had prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord on whom they believe. So what the apostles did, they would ordain elders in every church. Not the one-man show. You know, some man rent a place, open a place, or set up, or inherited, or took over, or whatever. And they have their one man. This is my church. You don't have any church, sir. It's the church of the Lord. Jesus said, I will build my church. One church extends through the whole world. And when they had ordained them elders in every church, not a one-man show, they were elders in every church, and they were brethren. There wasn't any dominant individual. The Bible says the Lord of the Gentiles exercised dominion over them. Nowadays we see people set up big thrones up front where they sit. They are the descendants of fallen angels. They want to do things for a show. They want to have the tell you when to turn, what to say, what to do, not so. And when they had ordained them elders in every church and had prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord on whom they believed. So they selected men, ordained them, prayed and fast for the guidance of the Lord, and then took them to the Lord that the Lord would send them out into the various places. And after they had passed through Pisidia, they came to Pamphylia, and when they had preached a word in Perga, they went down into Atalia. My God, my God. After they had passed through Pisidia, you notice them going into all the world as the word had said. They went through Pisidia, they came to Pamphylia, and when they had preached a word in Perga, they went down into Atalia. 
and thence from there they sailed to Antioch from whence they had been recommended to the grace of God for the work which they fulfilled. You remember that they were all in Antioch, Barnabas, Paul, Manahin, all those. They were in the church praying and fasting and the Lord had said, separate me, Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I had called them. And they had now gone out, did the work, and they returned to Antioch. After they had passed through Pisidia, Pamphylia, Perga, and Italia, they sailed to Antioch from whence they had left to the grace of God for the work which they fulfilled. But now you must remember they were given the right hand of fellowship in Jerusalem. They did not go back to Jerusalem. They went back to Antioch. Because they were given the right hands of fellowship that they may go. Antioch was now their base. And they had fellowship with the brethren in Jerusalem. Because they walked in the light as the brethren in Jerusalem were the light. They had fellowship one with another. Don't let men deceive you and twist you with words. Making you believe something that's unscriptural. They're going to shake your hand and you belong there. And you're now under their control. And they take your money they run your house, they turn your place upside down with their chaos and ignorance. And you under their control through mind control. Not so. Paul and Barnabas receiving the right hands of fellowship in Jerusalem that they may go. They went. And now Antioch was their base. From whence they had been recommended to the grace of God for the work which they fulfilled. And when they were come and had gathered the church together. <laughs> what did they do, beloved? They gathered the church. They didn't gather the buildings. They didn't go about getting a whole bunch of buildings. When they were come to Antioch, they gathered the people together. The people are the church, and the church is the people. Hello, somebody. The people are the church. And the church is the people. When they were come and had gathered the church together, they gathered the individual believers to assemble themselves. They might have assembled in a building or what, but the building was a place of congregating, the place of assembly. But the church was the people. So when they were come and had gathered the church together, they rehearsed all that God had done with them and how he had opened the door of faith unto the Gentiles. And there they abode long time with the disciples. God bless you, beloved. Let's bow our heads. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for your word. We thank you, God, for opening our understanding to the truth of your word. Help us, O oh God, to walk in the right ways of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. We thank and praise God for you, wanting you to know that you are the church of Jesus Christ. You are ministers of reconciliation. God gave you a ministry to fulfill. God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself and had committed unto us that ministry of reconciliation. You are a holy nation. You are a royal priesthood. Go out and be that which God called you to be in Jesus' name. God bless you.
Won't you please? Please come home.